of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio 641. We are back high above the Ariana Court Suite, or whatever you want to call it, mansion, broadcasting live from Indy this week. And Bernie, you were wrong. The dial had changed when I got back on Saturday afternoon. So (laughs) that things do happen, but we're ready to go. We've got another busy podcast. Take it away, Jeff. Okay, thank you very much. First of all, we'll say hello to everybody listening, and of course, all those people will be listening later on in the All Things Radio podcast. We'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, followed it up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. And next, I guess, I can't believe it, I'm back on the hot seat again as Bill will interview me. And, of course, I know we're going to get some questions from everyone on the panel as well. Next, we're actually traveling to, back to Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, have we been in Indianapolis? Yeah, we've been in Indianapolis for quite a while now. We're traveling back to Indianapolis, Indiana. We're going to go to August 7, 1968. We're going to hear Jay Reynolds on WIFE. And this is really going to be a two-part special because I'm going to show how Jay Reynolds went from Indianapolis to WABC in New York back in 1970 until 1976. So I have an air check of his WABC days. Sadly, he's no longer with us. Passed away of a heart attack in 1996 at the age of 61. And finally, we're going to do two things with our featured station segment. We're going to kill two birds with one stone. We'll listen to WSHE-FM in Chicago, Illinois, with their 90s and to 2000s music. They say, we love the 90s and 2000s is their slogan. And we're going to hear one-hit wonder radio from XM Satellite Radio. And, uh, you know, it's just something different that we haven't done before. So all in all, I think we've got a show that I think you all will enjoy. And, uh, Bernie, I know this... Uh, you know, what can I say? You've got changes going on in your neck of the woods as well. We'll talk about that on our radio news. But uh, I guess uh, it must be really tense over there in uh, your neck of the woods where you are working because no one really knows the whole story yet of what's going to happen, do they? It apparently came down today that, uh, you know, the FCC approved the sale. Oh. And it's, uh, it's... Oh, no, it's kind of a shame. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you've wow. been with a company for 41 years, it's like all of a sudden it's just going to be so different. Well, it is going to be different. And when I got home, the frequencies had been swapped. 96.3 moved to 100.9. and Right, and the simulcasting until the Bible, until the Bible broadcasting takes over 96.3 at this point. So... Well, the other thing is, I got a bonus when I got home. 1070's been on the air every day since I've been home. 24-7 on AM. Yeah, with, with like 200 watts. 
Yeah, uh, well, they're not the most power, and they don't broadcast anything locally. It's all national. So that's one thing. Wait. What do you tell the uh, Bernie? I got this is a crazy question, but what do you tell the people who you, I mean, you know, there are going to be losses and more job losses down the down the road. Oh, sure. So for you, because you're really retired and you, you've got 41 years under your belt, essentially, what do you say to them? How, how can you say, hey, I'm sorry, you're going to you're going to lose your job. You lost your job. And people are people are really scared. I mean, I, I, I've been to I was at a place I worked at for a year and everyone was losing their jobs. And and we all knew it. We was we were speechless. There was nothing that we could say at near the end. Well, the thing is, it's radio, and that's those two words are really the the words you got to say because yep. you just you have no guarantees in this business. And I don't know how they're going to feel about me. Uh, I don't even know if I'll stay. You know, I I don't know if if I'll feel comfortable uh, going to a different. Of, of facilities and uh, different equipment, you know, it, it may not work out for me, and I, I don't have to worry about the stress of that. So, if I elect not to, uh, you, you guys will be the first to know. Well, one one of the things I heard about about Urban One, and this was that you remember you heard about uh, what's this, Bob and Sherry, and they're syndicated all over the country from uh, Charlotte, yeah, yeah. North Carolina. Well, the big thing that sure. really got upset them about this company, and I don't know if it's if it's upsetting or not, but I, I did some work at a religious station in Syracuse back in the 70s, just part-time, but I didn't want to do phone counseling, so I quit on my own because that I just didn't feel <laughs> <laughs> um, And now he right. does it over the Internet. <laughs> that's right, I do it over the Internet. But the big thing that, that, this, that this religious station did is everything was done by committee, and Bob and Sherry was so upset with Urban One, and that's one of the reasons they left, is that everything that they do is done by committee and they felt that was just not really a good way to run a radio station well it's just my observation that's all it is they don't do such a great job with 92.7 and 13.10 and whatever they call some of the stations they do now they do well on 106.7 i'm gonna have to you know they do as well as they can but other than that, how they're going to run all of these stations? Though I don't think they could mess up ninety-three, one too much. Um, I can I can see that one going over real well. Well, you'll find out because uh, they've got a new morning crew coming into WLHK FM next week, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. So well, they, they well, and that that's one of those things they they just had to get a new uh, morning team, and uh, they're pretty high on them. At uh, 971. So I think. I think they'll be okay. I haven't heard them yet, but I know the police. So One of them is coming from Muncie. Yeah. Well, I would say to you, Bernie. Even though we, we may not know what they're going to do, don't count them out because they're not. They're, they certainly aren't stupid. They, I think they, they. I think they know what they're doing. I mean, obviously they've been they've been in the business long enough. It was founded by Kathy Hughes. That's Alfred Ligon's mother, and she found it out. She found the found the country company years ago. And uh, they've been going for quite a while. So, I mean, well, uh, some of yeah. the stations are very successful. Uh, Magic 102 in Houston, always the, the top. And the box also, the they've owned those things for 20 something years. So. I can yeah, see 93 1 doing the box, yeah. I, I, no, you know, I don't. <laughs> They're they're not stupid. They're gonna they're gonna keep the stations that, 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 that generate the cash for them. That, that you you wouldn't want to buy a station and just trash it. 
and lose all that money. So I don't, you know that. Yeah, when you have the number, when you when you're buying the number two, three, and four stations in the market, uh, this last, you know, just looking at this last month's ratings, and yeah, you're not going to mess with them. Well, much. why, Bernie? Right. Not much. I mean, you, yeah. If you're smart, you then Yeah, I just, I just, I'm not sure for me how it's going to work. Going to work out. Yeah. I mean, right. What happens if they give you equipment that you can't use and it can't be made accessible? Right, exactly. that, that's well, the biggest problem I'll, you're up I'll against. Just, I mean, I'll quit immediately because I can. I mean, right, because you're not, not under pressure. I'm not doing this for the money. You you're know, doing it so, for no. the love of radio, but. Bernie, why does 93.1 have a morning guy who does the morning show and then comes back after a few hours off and does the midday show? I'm sorry, but to, to me, two shows in one day. I wish that midday show syndicated. But you know what? That used I have to no be. Idea. The, first, but you know what? In the old the morning show. Oh, good, Bernie. First of all, the morning show is awful. Yeah. Uh, and it's. And the second of all, he comes back with more awful in the yeah. day. Yeah. He's, he's syndicated off. He's syndicated off. Get enough. Here I am again. Yeah. But even Chris could tell you the same thing. In, in the old days of radio, and I was I'm, I don't really remember as much of it as my parents would tell me. It was a, it was common to have a, a, a radio announcer operate two shifts. Like for example, Joe O'Brien did mornings at WMCA, but he also did a two-hour afternoon show, and it was done quite a bit of the time all over the country. It was not it was not unusual back in the early days. Yeah, yeah. And now it's right. becoming pretty common. And before we it's syndicated, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say his syndic his syndicated morning show in lasted three months. Or the midday show, the one that syndicated, lasted three months here in Austin. So that shows how awful he is. It yeah. is. It is bad. But before we get to Jeff's news, I kind of look for oh, these. Oh, yeah, we still got to do that, don't we? Yeah, I kind of <laughs> look for these changes to spread to other changes in the Indianapolis market. I could see 103.3 getting off the dime and doing something. I could see other changes happening that it will happen so fast we just... You know, we can go years without anything happening. And, and oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Hello. So here we go. But one thing we can count on, I mean, he may not be much of a marriage counselor. <laughs> He's kind of like, what was that guy I hear about on XM, Big Lou? That's Big Jeff. He. <laughs> yeah. But he's on meds, too. He's yeah. on meds, too. He's, he's, yeah. he's only on his second or third trophy wife for yeah, whatever he right. <laughs> And uh, I'm just stalling for a I'm second. There we yeah, go. Okay. All right, Jeff, here comes the news for all things radio. 641. What do you say, Jeff? One day we come in and play the very first newscast you ever did. Oh, what a disaster that was. But it, oh, hey, wow. you learned you learn from that. Yeah, we'll see how... I think that would be funny, fun, though, Bill, sometimes just to come in, you know, maybe not all, obviously not all at once, but to kind of pick some of the really old stuff just so that people can hear what it was. Well, I may back. do. You know, I may do that for some some of my segments. I have I have most of the yeah. stuff we've done. So and, and go back, maybe wow. play a Walt. You know, we always talk about Walt Kramer play a, one of his uh, air checks of something that we haven't heard for a while on on this. Uh, you know, in this era, so it would take us two. Like it would take two podcasts to get it done. Well, there uh, is that. There yeah. is that. Okay. All right. Well, let's get on with this radio news. Poor Walt's not here to defend himself, though I'm just messing with him. 
I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. A round of job cutbacks hits Odyssey, and with the sale of Memphis Broadcasting to Urban One, you'll see changes in Indianapolis, Indiana. We also have lots of news on the street, and we'll continue our look at the Nielsen July Personal People Meter Ratings. It was a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Odyssey, as well as Memphis Broadcasting, make news. In the case of Odyssey, you knew it had to happen with revenue basically flat for the second quarter, and predicted third quarter revenue also flat as well. David Fields, CEO of Odyssey, says that we are in turbulent economic times and the company is going to be making some budget cuts across the boards. At least 5% of the workforce of Odyssey will be laid off. And we have some details, although they're sketchy at this time, but here's how it all plays out. Odyssey has dropped all local programming on its sports radio stations in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Las Vegas, Nevada. In Las Vegas, Nevada, KXSTFM 1140 The Bet has cut ties with its local afternoon show. The show is hosted by Adrian Brown and Lindsay Hernandez. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, WSSPAM has cut ties with all of its local hosts. The station will now use programming from the CBS Sports Radio Network. In Miami, Florida, WQAM will be the new home for the Miami Heat. WQAM is the current home for the Miami Dolphins and the University of Miami. WAXYAM will air programs that conflict with WQAM. This means that all local sports team programming will air on WQAM only. In Denver, Colorado, Dave O'Brien, who had been doing mornings at radio station KQMTFM in Denver, Colorado, has been laid off. He had been with the company since 2019. Before working at Denver, Colorado. Dave O'Brien worked for Emmis in Indianapolis, Indiana. John Fisher has also been laid off in Seattle, Washington. He had been doing mornings for radio station KSWDFM with their soft adult contemporary format. Kristen, morning co-host at radio station WDSYFM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, has also been laid off. WDSYFM programs a country format. In Austin, Texas, John Zener, public affairs director for Odyssey in Austin, was also laid off. He also did weekends at radio station KKMJFM as well. In St. Louis, Missouri, Stell Context was laid off from radio station KEZK-FM. She had been with the company since 1978. Finally, Lance Hildebrand, who had been handling morning and afternoon traffic at radio station KYKY-FM in St. Louis, Missouri, was also laid off. Now let's move to Indianapolis, Indiana, where the MS Broadcasting sale to Urban One is getting closer and closer, and there are multiple changes hitting the Indianapolis market. At radio station WLHK-FM, they transmit on a frequency of 97.1 with a country format. A new morning show will hit the airwaves on this radio station. The morning show will be hosted by Annie Fox and Cole Dunbar. Annie Fox comes to the radio station after working for Cumulus at radio station WMDH-FM, Nash FM, serving Muncie, Indiana. Cole Dunbar comes to the radio station after producing the morning show at radio station WZPL-FM in Minneapolis, Minnesota. All of these changes take effect on August 22nd. In other news, Urban One is also making changes in Indianapolis, Indiana at its hip-hop radio station WHHH-FM, which is moving up the dial to 100.9. The programming that's heard on 100.9 right now is simulcast on 96.3 but with the sale of MS2 Urban One, 96.3 is being spun off to Bible Broadcasting, which will take over the frequency with the new calls WYHX-FM. Now let's take a look and find out what's happening on the street. In St. Louis, Missouri, morning co-host Jeff Burton, who was working at radio station KPNT-FM on the Rizzuto Morning Show, has passed away at the age of 55. Jeff Burton died of prostate cancer. In Denver, Colorado, Bonneville has cut ties with Afternoon Drive host Paul Donovan, who had been working at radio station KYGO-FM. KYGO-FM programs a country format. In Dallas, Texas, congratulations go out to Casey Bartholomew, who is the new midday host working at radio station WBAP-AM. He will air Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. He replaces Ernie Brown, who is now doing morning at radio station WBAPFM, heard Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen July Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one ranked radio station is WAMU-FM with a news talk format. 
The number two ranked radio station is WHUR-FM with a number to dull contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station of Washington, D.C. is WGTS-FM with a Christian CHR format. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one ranked radio station is WROR-FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is WXKS-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WZLX-FM with a classic rock format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one ranked radio station is KIR. OFM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KIROAM with an all sports format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Seattle, Washington is KZOKFM with a classic rock format. In Miami, Florida, the number one rank radio station is WHQTFM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WFEZFM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Miami, Florida is WAMRFM with a Spanish format. In Detroit, Michigan, things are status quo with the number one, two, and three. Three rank radio stations. The number one rank radio station is WOMC FM with a classic its format. The number two rank radio station is WCSX FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WNIC FM with an adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one rank radio station is KESZ FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KMLE FM with a country format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KJZZ FM with a news talk format. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the number one rank radio station is KQQL FM with a classic its format. The number two rank radio station is KSTP FM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Minneapolis, Minnesota is KZJK FM with an adult contemporary format. Now let's move to San Diego, California, where the number one rank radio station is KFBG FM with an adult its format. The number two rank radio station is KYXY FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in San Diego, California is XHRM FM with a rhythmic adult contemporary format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one rank radio station is WDUV FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WCIE FM with a Christian CHR format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WXGL FM with a classic its format. In Denver, Colorado, the number one rank radio station is KYGO-FM with a country format. The number two rank radio station is KOSI-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Denver, Colorado is KQMT-FM with a classic rock format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rank radio station is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WWIN-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WQSR-FM with an adult hits format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one rank radio station is WSHE-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rank radio station is KPNT-FM with an alternative rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is WARH-FM with an adult hits format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen July personal people meter ratings. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Indeed, followed by Progressive Insurance, Upside, DuckDuckGo, and ZipRecruiter. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you, Jeff. The only question is, will 1070 change its format?
Well, <laughs> we'll have to. We'll That's the only question in the world. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I was just thinking about, about Cairo, both sides of Cairo. We have often seen the FM be number one, but the sports uh, 710 being number two. I have never seen because, it before. Never seen it before. And that's because the Seattle Mariners, for the first time in 21 years, have a very good chance to make the playoffs. So, And they carry, they carry yeah. the Mariners, and they, and they do the Seahawks. Both AM and FM do the Seahawks. But, and um, they do they do local programming all day also so right local so, sports talk but but that and that way they can talk about the Mariners and Seahawks and so you know when you see a team especially a team that's uh, coming not necessarily out of nowhere because they were picked by a few people to have a good year but coming out of nowhere as far as their history is concerned they they really capture a city like that you know it's so, funny because Cairo was always a big talk station and before that they were uh, middle of the road and their FM used to be beautiful music go ahead Bernie. You you had mentioned uh, the two people who are going to be on uh, Hank, and I think you said the second person was uh, from WZPL in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> That's actually in Indianapolis, isn't it? Uh, yes. I probably yeah. screwed that yeah, up. I didn't even, but, you know, as a matter of fact, when I looked at their copy, because I, I got it from another, another source, and I'm saying, that might, can't be right, but I said, well, maybe, maybe I'm the one that's wrong, so... No, it, it's definitely Indianapolis. Well, right, ninety-nine five. All right, thank you. And Charles, you have your hand raised. I mean, raised. Can you unmute yourself, please? Yes, um, WLIF. You know, the one that's number one in Baltimore, which is cool. Um, last year or the year before, I, I forget when. Sorry about that. They got rid of Fran Lane, um, who used to do the nightlight, where she would. People would call in and talk about their personal problems and dating and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, oh, she was such a nice, sweet person. She really was. I called in twice uh, one time. but um, And then, of course, they don't do any uh, programming. I mean, any live programming, excuse me, um, after, uh, I think it's 6, or 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Well, the problem is that they don't sell after about 6, 7 o'clock. Most stations have trouble selling time. You know, in the old days, you could sell time till midnight because if you were top 40, you could do pimple cream and whatever, you know, and gum and all those things that people. Now you can't sell much of anything after about 6, 7 o'clock. Charles, uh, thank you very much, Charles. Well, first of all, let me just explain. Um, what I think what's going to happen, and it's happening already with iHeartMedia, and it's going to happen elsewhere because it's already happening in other markets, is that, uh, is that you're going to see a lot more shows. Radio will not be local anymore. Even even in the mornings, yeah. the, it will not be local. Where uh, I had didn't have a chance to talk about it uh, because of the time constraints. But iHeartMedia is syndicated on their oldies stations from the seventies and eighties. Uh, Martha Quinn doing middays, uh, and they're syndicating on their hip hop station, uh, WWPR in uh, New York City. I'll talk about this next week. They're syndicating their morning their midday personality Angie, who is doing mornings with them, uh, Angela E. She's going to be doing a syndicated midday show, and you know that's going to go on all the hip hop stations in the in the iHeart chain. So the days of local radio are coming to an end very, very quickly. And uh, you may think that a, a city like Des Moines, Iowa, or other, are, is is immune to it. It's not immune to it. It's going to happen because with these big companies who own these radio companies, own these stations, they come up with budgets, and they got to and they got to make sure they're not going to lose money. And unfortunately, it is a money business. It's not a free business. It's not like a like a volunteer station. Everyone who works at a radio station gets paid, and that radio station needs to make money. That's the that's the only reason that radio station is on the air, to make money. I know that the FCC says well, we're supposed to serve the public. Well, that's a bunch of bull. 
The only reason a radio station is on the air is to make money. <laughs> that's the purpose of that. Right. That's the main purpose of it. So well, fewer and fewer people are listening to the radio. So it's hard to sell it because we're all listening to <laughs> other things, uh, whether well, it's that or is- Apple Music and, or whatever. Uh, uh, they say, uh, I hear these commercials, well, more people are listening to radio than ever, but where are they listening? I mean, who, I, mean I don't, I don't get it, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just missing something. So when I hear his cars we, going, we got, when I hear cars going down the street, I don't hear too much radio. I'll say that. Well, and we got a guy here used to be a local, he was a local radio talk show host. He's actually making more with a podcast deal, but it's developed, you know, it's kind of geared towards Austin. This guy, Jeff Ward, he said, he said, I'm making more now doing these than I was in radio and he goes this is the future even localized podcasts that's where he says right. you know but you can say and local whatever you want in advertising you'll even he'll still hear ads because they're put out a long time ago yeah and they'll say while the mortgage rates are low you know refinance well the mortgage rates are going through the roof but they're still using the same commercial and some fool's going to call up and say oh i heard mortgage rates are low. no they're not but that's okay we got a great deal you know it's bait and switch get them in the door that's all you want to do so yeah. it doesn't mean that anybody you know, can prove that more people are listening to radio just because they say it. Well, yeah. all I can say is uh, the, all the NAB says more people are listening to radio and all these other companies are saying that they are, and maybe they are. But when, but I, I can tell you from my, from the, my point, of point of view of my, my, of my kids, they don't listen to radio at all. Um, or they listen to it very, very rarely. So, and I don't know, Bernie, I don't, know if, you, if, I don't know if your kids listen to the radio at all anymore, Bernie. Do they, do they ever now, talk the about only radio? Thing- just a question, Jeff. The only thing that we ever hear about, you know, we know that so-and-so is uh, doing a 2.3 at this time of the day or whatever they're doing. So that's a percentage. So does, does anybody put out uh, or make available or does anybody have the numbers, you know, 2.3% of what, you know, in a given city? Is it a lower number than it was five years ago? Unfortunately, I don't get that information because I don't pay for the uh, the Nielsen ratings. But if I paid for the ratings and if I was a subscriber, I would get the statistics the way the, the way you want them, but they don't publish yeah. those to the public that way. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's a shell. It's a little bit of a you know shell game. They're they're saying, oh, it went up for two point three and from a one point eight. That's fine, but of what? And it doesn't mean that it's their fault. I'm saying you know you're you're rating these things relative to each other, which is what you need to do because you need to decide what you're going to buy if you're an ad buyer or something. But my point is, it doesn't mean there's more people in the whole in the whole pie. You know? Well, the ratings are really dealt are really geared for national advertising, not local advertising, and that's the that's the big problem here. And the problem right now with, with an economy that is having problems. I mean, it, it is a challenging economy. And if you and if you go to the supermarket, which I do every few weeks, two weeks to do my groceries, and everyone else knows that when I see that the price of a dozen eggs is four dollars and fifty cents, where it used to be much 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 cheaper. I mean, every everyone is cutting somewhere. They, you have to cut somewhere. So that's what's going on. And, Bill. Uh, my my kids do actually listen to the radio, but they don't listen to me. Well, my, my, <laughs> they wow, have my, to do that. They have to do that all the time. Yeah, anyway, right now, they're they're part, you know. Bernie, even though my daughter says she doesn't listen to the radio, if I happen to be in the car and I'm and I'm sitting in the front seat occasionally, I'll change the station and she'll say, "No, don't don't." Ch- I want to hear that song. So I know that she's subconsciously, obviously, she's listening to it, but. She doesn't think it was a song, but not necessarily that she cares about the radio. Right. Well, the big thing that 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 my stepdaughter Adriana will tell me, and and she says this over and over again, and she now she's twenty, she's going to be twenty three in uh, in January. The big thing she says is, I can't stand radio stations that play ten, twelve commercials in a row. Of course, and that that's that. that 
you know, that's a stop set. But, but in, my, in the old days, when we heard stations do that back in the 60s, it was WNJR in Newark, New Jersey, and they do that kind of thing. We didn't call it a stop set, Brady. We called it a roadblock. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they but might play. The I, I don't think stations did that. No, but but this station did. WNJR did back then. Even WABC, even oh, though yeah. they would play a lot of commercials, they would Dan Ingram would still talk between the commercials. They play a jingle between the. You don't hear jingles between the commercials. You hear no. boom, 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 and the commercials just run on and on and on. And it's even worse if oh, the yeah. station separates its commercials for the internet, and you hear the same three commercials over and over yeah. and over again. It's gonna make just to make you sick just listening to it. So, I. I I guess, but maybe I'll get off my soapbox. So, Bill, maybe it's time for Jennifer. Well, she's going to be upset with me. She my, already my is. grandkids <laughs> do not listen to the radio at all. No, <laughs> they they don't even know what it is. Well, again, it's a, it's like it's like tell it's like a dying it's a dying breed in a sense. Um, We're relegated like, to Facebook. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I told the guys this the other day, but the internet feed of our station. Our sports station, the horn was down, and what, there was a guy. He goes, "I went out of your signal for 104.9, and I hit this button on my radio, on my car radio that said AM, and I found it on something called 1260. Your station on AM. He didn't know what a- AM, you know, AM. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I didn't even know we're 1260. Yeah. Hey, Craig, why he's laughing at it? He's just cracking up. He goes, "Yeah, we're on AM 1260." Yeah, right. <laughs> I will ask Bernie the question and go to the caller. When was the last time you listened to AM 1500 in Indianapolis? Honest uh, listened. 1972. There you go. <laughs> yeah, even if then. <laughs> even if and then, right, that Bernie? Was, that, was only because, that was only because they had a talk show on, and a friend of mine and I were calling and, and uh, doing prank phone calls. <laughs> well, we get to see another side of, Ber- of Bernie, huh? I see. Yeah. I used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. My friend and I, Doug, did that for, for the, to the Social Security office because we worked there. And we called in and said we'd, lose, we'd lost our cane and we couldn't find out of the mailbox to get our check. What were we supposed to do? And all kinds <laughs> of stuff. That was mild. <laughs> Well, before the wow. statutes gets back invoked, I better play Jennifer's call letter and format changes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because otherwise there will be trouble ahead. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of August 18th. KBOQ FM 100.9 Lima, Montana changes format from not available country. K-U-U-U-F-M 92.5 South Jordan, Utah changes format from rhythmic CHR to urban adult hits and changes slogan from U92 to 92.5 the beat. K-A-F-N-A-M 690 Benton, Arkansas changes slogan from Arkansas Rocks to K-A-F-N-A-M 
KAFN 690 AM 99.3 FM KCMC FM 94.3 Viola, Arkansas Changes slogan from Arkansas Rocks to KCMC 94.3 FM KLMO FM 98.9 Dilly, Texas Changes slogan from K Alamo to K L M O Tejano 98.9 K L R G A M 880 Sheridan Arkansas changes slogan from Arkansas Rocks to K L R G 880 AM 94.5 FM K W P S FM 99.7 Cadu Valley Arkansas changes slogan from Arkansas Rocks to KWPS 99.7 FM KYXK FM 106.9 Gurdon, Arkansas changes slogan from Arkansas Rocks to KYXK 106.9 FM KZYP AM 1310 Malvern, Arkansas changes slogan from Arkansas Rocks to KZYP 1300 AM 104.1 FM WBCG FM 98.9 Murdoch, Florida changes slogan from up 98.9 to big 98.9 WFYY FM 103.1 Windermere, Florida changes slogan from 103.1 The Wolf to Fly 103.1 WPRV AM 790 Providence, Rhode Island changes slogan from AM 790 to 790 The Score WSWW FM 95.7 Craigsville, West Virginia changes slogan from WJLS News Network to Lake Country 95.7 WVLG AM 640 Wildwood, Florida changes slogan from the voice of the villages 640 AM to your villages soundtrack WYGC FM 104.9 High Springs, Florida changes slogan from Florida Man Radio 660 AM 105.5 FM to U 102.3 KYWH FM 88.9 Lockwood, Montana changes calls to KJCB FM WAKE AM 1500 Valparaiso, Indiana changes format from silent to oldies. KPQN FM 95.7 Roswell, New Mexico changes frequency to 96.1. KLFE AM 1590 Seattle, Washington changes slogan from the answer Seattle to relevant 
Radio, WXKWFM 104.9 Key West, Florida, changes slogan from 104.9 The X to Barefoot Radio, WNOWFM 100.9 Speedway, Indiana, changes calls to WHHHFM and changes slogan from Radio Now 100.9 to Hot 100.9 WHHHFM 96.3 Indianapolis, Indiana changes calls to WNOWFM and changes slogan from Hot 96.3 to Hot 100.9 KVWEFM 102.9 Amarillo, Texas changes format from rhythmic CHR to sports and changes slogan from We 102.9 to Panhandle Sports Star 102.9 FM WBEV FM 95.3 Beaver Dam, Wisconsin changes format from Hot AC to Oldies and changes slogan from 95X to 95.3 WBEV. WCDC AM 950 Monks Corner, South Carolina changes format from silent to religious teaching. WTLY AM 1270 Tallahassee, Florida changes format from classic hip-hop to sports and changes slogan from throwback 96.5 to the spear. KTIL FM 95.9 Bay City, Oregon changes slogan from KTIL Country 95.9 to Tillamunks Real Country 95.9. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a very good week. Thank you very wow. much, Jennifer. A lot of them this yeah. week. A lot of them. Yep. Arkansas doesn't rock anymore. No. <laughs> no. But it's going to be interesting to see how that 790 does, see if they put enough local programming on. They probably won't do a lot. But, see, there is actually sports in Providence that people should be talking about, and, you know, with the teams that they have there with Providence College and stuff. But they, we'll see what they do. But they were a, a place where uh, Amy Lawrence came out of there, uh, Chuck Wilson came out of there, uh, you know, uh, Scott... Dolak and Andy Gresh got their start there. So, you know, you, you had a lot of good people that worked there in the old days. So we'll see what they do with it now. And don't expect a lot of local programming since they're going to be doing that bet format, that bet QL yeah, network. Yeah, it'll, so, uh, it'll, it'll be the, all the time. I probably. believe it's going to be mostly sat, syndicated satellite. Yeah, maybe they'll do an afternoon show or something. You know, we'll, well see. You can, we can only hope. That's all I can say. Bet QL has been taking well, some hits I think it'd be really cool if a station went from relevant radio to irrelevant radio. That yes. would be good. <laughs> yes. yeah. What is radio, radio? But isn't most radio irrelevant to most people? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah, let, let them I think the funny ones are where occasionally we get one of those goes from religious teaching, teaching to, uh, you know, urban, uh, urban uh, you, know, you know, rock yeah. or whatever. Rap yeah, or hip-hop. Hip-hop, yeah. 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 Going from one extreme to the other, like and 96. And, of course, we did have AAF to the, uh, you know, uh, K-Love, you know, with, that, with going from uh, progressive rock 
And then, of course, in Tallahassee, Florida, you saw your uh, sports radio, you saw your hip-hop radio station change to sports. So, uh, it, yep. It, yep. That station's been everything. It's been a right-wing <laughs> talk station. It's been everything. It, it has. We've, we've gone over format changes for them a few times in the last few years since we've done this All Things Radio. Yeah, it, it's really switched around a lot. Our radio stations are so irrelevant here on AM. You don't hear much about them, 14, 13, 12, whatever, 8, 10. You just don't hear much about those stations. I slid by 14, 30 the other day and heard them say they were going to carry Butler basketball. And I said, yeah, and who are four or five listeners are going to listen? Well, we, yeah. I live in Albany, New York, and everything, things don't change in, there, in the Capital District. I, I could tell you that I've been here since 1980, and mm-hmm. in the last 30 of 30 years, really nothing has changed on the AM or the FM dial. Very, or very little has changed. That WTGR or 1540 going off. That and that's that's the big thing that went off, and then WGY putting their programming on 103, uh, what is it, 103.1 is it, or something like that for, for, their, for their simulcasting there on the FM. It just nothing changes. So you won't. And if it does change, like for example, if they did a Jack FM in Albany, New York, let's say it has a new up and coming format. Meanwhile, the format's been around for thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody like WAXY in Miami went off, there's you know since they're all national, nobody would even care. Well, go ahead, Bernie. You wanted to say something? I'm sorry. Well, I was thinking about the fact that you talked about the like the, the Jack format going on and people being excited about the fact that it's this new format well they don't know that it was around for 30 years you know the average listener yeah. in all this, this is also true they know that but if it's you done know. in the capital district they'll do it but they'll do it all wrong unfortunately so <laughs> that's just my opinion of albany oh like, well all they right. do that it happens with my heart so you know you sound like you should yeah. be a consultant jeff well i i never mind i'm not <laughs> they, they don't pay me i couldn't pay him enough he makes more money in marriage consulting. So. No, I don't think so. Let's not go into that. Yeah. All right, Jeff, I think it's time to get you on the hot seat. All right. Well, the, uh, the, the, I'm all strapped into the electric chair. I'm ready. You got that cup of coffee, your last cup uh, of coffee? I do. Oh, good. Good. Don't spill it into anything oh. or do anything He's holding it in his, bad. in his weak hands. Yes. Darian in his weak hands. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about Jeff Bennett. We know you were born in New York City, and you've had a love of radio since you were very, very small, right? When your dad really would did. slap uh, your hand off the car radio? Yeah, I did. When I, well, I was born in 1953, on January 7th, 1953. I was supposed to be born in March, but again... I was one of those individuals who was affected by what they called RLF, or retrolentral fibroplasia, and they call it retinopathy of prematurity now. I was born too early. They gave me pure oxygen to keep me alive, and they put me in an incubator, which is what they did with most people who had the same uh, problem, and it caused my visual impairment. But I, although I did love radio, and I did listen to radio as a little child, I don't really remember much before I was maybe five, before maybe I was six years old. And I guess the big thing that got me into radio wasn't really the radio itself. It was my dad who said to me, I don't know, it was, a, it was a boring Sunday afternoon in the middle of the winter. We had snow and we weren't going anywhere and I was getting bored. And I said, Dad, what am I going to do? I, there's nothing to do. And this happened to be about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. As you know, in the, in, the, in the wintertime, the days are short. And so he said, well, I'm going to show you something. I want to show you a magic radio. What? What do you mean a magic radio? Come on, give me a break. 
And he said, a magic radio. He says, sit down next to me here. And he put the radio on. It was an old Motorola radio that had a loop antenna. You could turn the loop antenna. It had tubes. It also worked on B batteries, not A or not AA batteries or C or D batteries, but B batteries. That, that's old. And I'm sitting there, and he says, listen to this. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing WTOP in Washington, D.C. Um, and they, they're doing CBS News, and they have... Uh, I'm going to say his name was Dalton, someone named John Dalton, or someone named was was a new was a local news guy doing the news. They said, "Listen to this," and it's WKBW, and they 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 have Dick Biondi on the air, and they have people like Fred Clastine and Tommy Shannon, and then they said, "Wow, this is cool." And then I started listening to the radio and listening to all the various formats, but I concentrated not just on the the big stations. My big favorite station, as, I, as I've always said, was WMCA and WINS. But I would listen to WMGM, which was on 1050, which was owned and operated by the Lowe's Theaters. And then I would listen to WADO because they would, play, they would play Spanish music in the day, but they would play Italian in the afternoons, and they would play jazz and gospel at night. And um, so I listened to all those. And then, then, I, then, you know, but I didn't get to FM radio until maybe 1960, oh, maybe 1964 or 63. I'm not sure because... Because we only had AM radio back then, but but that's how I got in, that's how I got interested in radio, and so and then my dad would read me the radio column when I was older every every Saturday or every Sunday in the New York Times or the Daily News or the New York Post he would read me what was happening in the world of radio. We do that, and then you grew up, and then of course, you, did you take a radio when you went across the country in 1968? I did. I went across the country back in 1968. It was a trip that started out in New York City and went all the way out to Needles, California. And I listened to the radio stations, and I, and I loved it. And then, of course, all the people who were my you know, fans at the, at the camp, you know, not fans, but friends, we'd pass my radio around, and they'd huddle up to my radio and listen to it as well. It was an interesting experience because I got to hear stations I had never heard before. I never got to hear WLS in Chicago growing up in New York City. You couldn't get WLS because of WABC. I never got to hear WGN in Chicago because of WORAM in New York. I never got to hear WMAQ in Chicago because of WNBC or WBBM in Chicago as well. But then I got to hear stations like WVON on 1450, which was really cool because I really liked and I still like soul music. Yeah, and I, I got to hear uh, WVON and WBEE was another station. I've got the frequency they were on. They were on in Illinois, Chicago, and they were a jazz station, and they played jazz music. They were they were licensed to Harvey, Illinois. So I really enjoyed that. When I went to St. Louis, Missouri, the big black station I got to hear was KATZ AM on sixteen hundred. I think was the station I got to hear. Yep, and of course KXOK on the six thirty, and I believe um, I don't know what the other rock station was. WIL on fourteen thirty was the other rock station in St. Louis. And that, that really en- I enjoyed doing that stuff. Then when I went to Arizona, uh, they had radio stations that were broadcasting bilingual. And they were broadcasting in the Navajo language, and they were broadcasting in English in Window Rock, Arizona. KNHC AM was in Window Rock. Then I remember going to Albuquerque, New Mexico, because I know Joe and Ellen live out there. And I was really amazed, because there was a top 40 station, KABQ AM, and they were broadcasting in bilingual format in English and Spanish. So that really impressed me. I really thought that was pretty cool. And, of course, you know, I really enjoyed the whole thing on radio. Uh, in 1966, when, they, when the FCC mandated AM and FM stations to separate, I, I was listening to WORAM. And then they would move to WORFM when they were doing 
this experimental t rock top 40 format didn't do well but i was really happy when they went to the drake format back in 67 because i definitely enjoyed the, they didn't which they never called boss radio they called it the big sound sound and they would play album cuts from the rock artists as well so if the tams had a big hit they'd play something from their album or if uh, the supremes had it they play something from their album as well as the big single because they knew they had alienated the people who liked the, the progressive top 40 that they were doing so that that kind of interested me so you went on through high school. You got out of high school. You went to not just any university in New York City or whatever. You went to Syracuse, one of the top broadcasting schools in the country. You know? It was a top broadcasting school. But you know what? And, and, and I worked at the college radio station, WJPZ, not the big FM one. I didn't want to do freeform music. I didn't like freeform music. I liked listening to it, but I didn't want to radio announce it. And and we started our own college radio station. It was run by the students. It wasn't wasn't owned by the. It wasn't even licensed. And we were broadcasting on illegal power. That's what got us in trouble initially. It was WJPZ, and we were on twelve hundred AM. Uh, and we we worked it out. And I I remember telling Mike Roberts, who was the manager, I said, Why can't we do something different that we've never done before? Why can't we put ourselves on one of the cable channels? Let's say the channel that has the program guide on it. We did that. We couldn't believe how many listeners would sit there watching the program guide, listening to our radio station. I started at WJPZ, and they didn't want me. The, the program director said all radio announcers have to have engineers working with them, and then he, he eliminated that except for me. And I walked off. I said, I'm not going to do my show if I'm not allowed to run my own board. And I didn't show up, and they were, they were really panicking. What are we going to do? He's not here. And I ended up talking to the general manager of the radio station, uh, and she was very nice. Her name was Carol. Well, you, you've heard her before on WNBC, Carol Macy, Mason. And she backed me up all the way. I, I learned that when I was working at that radio station, a lot of the sighted people didn't want to work with a blind person. But there were people who were above, above me working for the station. They said, they, they said he's staying, whether you like it or not, because he gets the most listeners. I have to give credit to a guy named Mike Roberts, who owned, became a radio owner of Roberts Broadcasting who backed me up when other people didn't want me on the radio station. But reality sets in, ultimately. I couldn't find a job to save my life in radio. And I, I went to radio station after radio station after radio station. And the thing that finally drove me out of it was uh, the last station I went to, the guy said, yeah, you're really good, but if you could grow a pair of eyes, you'd have a job. Well, as you get beaten down that way for a long time, and it gets over and over again, you get really depressed. And I was really depressed not being able to get into radio, and I talked to Bill Brown at WCBS-FM, and he said, you know what, Jeff? You have so much talent that you don't even realize the talent you have. Because I had sent him a copy of the press releases that I had written for uh, the organization I was working for, which was Easter Seals. He said, he said, you know, I know you can't see, and I know you'd love to be in radio, but, you know, you're going to have to learn that you may have to keep reinventing yourself until you get that, that, that good job. And I felt that I felt they had copped out for a long time. I felt that I had failed. But then he said, you really haven't failed because you're, you're working a full-time job. And this is before I got my job with New York State. And he says, you're doing something that a lot of people who are visually impaired aren't doing. You're working. He says, you should really be proud of yourself. You shouldn't see yourself as a failure. And what got me realizing that is that I was in the car one day with my dad. I was getting a haircut. I couldn't find a job, and he started yelling at me. He said, what do you mean you can't get a job? What are you going to do? We're not going to be around for the rest of our lives. We can't raise you for 24 hours a day for the rest of your life. 
What's going to happen? We're going to die. We're going to get old. We're going to die. You're not. You're not. We're not going to be around, and you don't want to be a burden on my on your sister. Well, my dad was not one to hold his emotions in, and the guy was almost in tears as he put his arm around me. He says, "Jeff, if I could give you my eyes, I would gladly give you my eyes to have to have what you're missing, but I can't, and you're going to have to find your way." So, I I was able to somehow wrangle myself and by knowing oh, people or being at the right place at the right time when my Easter Seals job ended after a year because it was on the uh, Comprehensive Employment Trading Act or they called it CETA I got a job working for the New York State Park and Recreation Commission doing the same thing I was doing at Easter Seals doing public relations and uh, my counsel for the Commission for the Blind said why don't you do computer programming I said you've got to be kidding I don't know anything about computers but she put my name in. I said, I could kill you for that. Why would you do this to me? And she said, well, look, why don't you at least go for the interview? Maybe you won't get the job. Little did I know that I got the job or would get the job. And I spent 30 years working for New York State and retired because they offered a buyout to me to get rid of me because they were having budget cuts and they were offering a buyout to our employees. And, you know, as bad as I wanted to be in radio, most of the people that I worked at at that college radio station, WJPZ, they never got into radio full-time either, and they ended up having to do other things. If everyone that graduated from the Newhouse School of Communications got into radio, that would be great. But that's not the reality. No, the reality Jeff, is... Yeah. Well, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm going to ask one final question, and I'll turn it over to the panel. Uh-oh. Uh, let's go forward a couple years. How did you and I first link up and meet based upon your recollect on your memory? I remember that it was on a thing called Audio Tips, was it? Or a guy named George Baez, if I'm not mistaken. Initially. Right, even before that, though, didn't we? Yeah, I'm not sure. But we, uh, we, when you were doing your website with radio stations... Right, I, I, I did a thing called the Radio Ranch, and it, it was really a cheap way of doing a website. I used Netscape, and when you save your bookmarks as a doc, it comes into the form of an HTML or... Uh, language so that you can use it on the web. I created a website off of my friend's website called The Radio Ranch. Well, Bill found this Radio Ranch and he said, wow. But he said he was going to do a website and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to put mine down because you're going to be able to do it a lot better than I will. Mine's just a cheap website. It didn't have any graphics. It didn't have anything on it. And Bill did a better job at it. And then, how did we do this? We were sitting there talking about radio on uh, audio tips and Bill said, we need to do a podcast. I said, well, why don't we do a podcast? And Bill said, we're doing a podcast. And it just it's a, its just like all of a sudden, Bill and I mentioned the word podcast, and it just clicked. And we that's didn't how it even happened. know what a podcast was, did we? No. No, we didn't no. really know what a podcast was. All we knew was we were producing this radio show. And actually, I wasn't even producing it originally. It was really being produced by Johnny, by, by Gary Stevens. And, um, yeah, Gary Stevens did most of the production on it. And Mike Loff helped out. And Mike Loff helped out. And then he became ill. Gary Stevens became ill. I worked with it with Walt Kramer. And then when Walt Kramer left, I, I just kind of, it, it kind of fell into my lap. It's, uh, and it's been there ever since. And we so kept building. What, and listen, in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the old is new again coming back. So we'll be talking about that and websites and radio stations. So. That's what got us here in the first place. So we'll be talking about that soon enough. All right, I'm going to open it up to anybody else on the panel. Would you say, Jeff, that, you know, one thing that I kind of said in my uh, profile, and I I think it sort of applies to you, you know, you did 
did a little radio here and there, and, and you know, you went, went off and did other things, you know. But they're all about communication and making things good for consumers in one way or another. You know, my thing is the proofreading, making sure we put out the best braille. And so if you're helping people, you know, you're doing the programming, making things easier for bl- other blind people to be able to, um, you know, to, to function and so forth and to be independent, it, you know, that is fulfilling, you know, when you're doing, when you're producing something that other people are going to use. And, you know, radio is, when, when it's done right, is something that people, you know, they say for the public necessity or whatever. Well, it should kind of be. It should be that you tune in to get the news, to get the weather, to get the sports, to get the information you need, to get the music you want to hear. It should be an important part of your life. And what we have done in our lives, you know, in, in all the computer things you did, the books that, uh, that I helped uh, to produce, you know, they're giving people pleasure. They're giving people knowledge. And that's very important. That's the point of of being in radio, it maybe isn't doing it the same way, but it's still a useful thing. Well, I'm also happy about the other thing I accomplished in my life. When I worked for the state, I did the computer programming thing, but then I got working on a computer help desk, helping people on the phone with computer problems, networking problems. But I think the most exciting time I had in my life was the last 10 years of working for the state between the 2000 and 2010. I worked in the area of quality assurance, making sure applications work for blind people as well as for sighted people. and 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 testing software to make sure that their websites were accessible, that people could use them, that the links were labeled properly, properly, that when you clicked on a link, it didn't say link, that when you clicked on a form field, it didn't say edit field, that everything was labeled properly and named properly. And that really gave me a lot of satisfaction because I always felt that at the time, and I still do, that if I could give that kind of help to people who need it, who could use it, who want to use the computer, that was important to me. And I learned a long time ago that as, as that I had to be thankful for what I have because what I did, I can't, I can't worry about the past. Uh, as someone who can't see, I, I, I was worried about it when I went, when I got out of college and couldn't find work. But then when I realized that I could find a job and I could function with a sighted world, that it, that this was important to me. The other thing that was important to me was that they respected me, and and as a blind person, and Bernie, I know you know this that I had a lot of pressure on me when I first started because if something went wrong, oh, yeah. it was always because of my blindness. But I had to learn to get over that. And my dad said, "Don't let it bother you." He'd say to me, "Don't let it bother you because if it lets it if it bothers you like it's bothering you now when you talk to me, it's going to eat you up inside and you'll never be able to function." I had a guy that said to me when I first started for the state, and we we're the best of friends, and everyone said, "Well, he probably hates blind people." And I'll tell you what he said to me. He said, "Jeff." You're a blind person in this unit. You're not going to sit there and sleep. You're going to work like everyone else. We'll, and we are all here to guide you. But you're not going to be the token handicapped person. We want you to work. We want you to function and to be an integral part of our team. And you know what? At first, I said, at first, and, and I said to myself, wow, this guy has a lot of guts saying that to me. But I put my arm around him later on. I said, you know what? I, at least I know where I stood. And I was very thankful. And to this day, we are still the best of friends. Good. He said, take your arm off me. That's take your arm off me. Move your arm. Why do you yeah, blind people keep pervert. touching everybody? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. people always want to get so close to me. Pervert. Yeah. Well, I've heard that <laughs> one. So Bernie, do you have any questions? I don't know. I yes, just asked. I want to know a little bit about your time on the radio. Uh, yeah. Do you have any air checks? I wish I did, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can. I don't have any, but I think that if I can find at least one piece of one, I might be able to. I started at WJPZ doing the oldies show. And it was called the Classic Gold Show from 10 at night till 1 in the morning. Gradually, wow. I worked different shifts because of class schedules. 
But all of a sudden, Mike Roberts gets to be the general manager of the station. He hires me as program director. I said, wow. well, I really don't know much about programming. And I, I said, I don't know that I really did a good job at programming. But Mike and I worked as a team, and I ended up doing afternoons at the radio station. And the guy that did sports and news with me is the guy who you would know from working at W at, in Buffalo. His name is John Murphy. He does sports, I believe, on, uh, on Buffalo TV. He's the voice of the Buffalo Bills. And he and I were very good friends in college. We, he was as nice as could be. And one of the things I learned is that the people who I came up with working at WJPZ, when you work at a radio station like that, you all become friends. As newer people came in, they were very resentful of the fact that I couldn't see. But I knew that my time was coming to an end, and I had be began working more and more, had a full-time job, and I had to put WJPZ behind. Bernie, it's, it's, and when you get a job, and I, I don't care where it is, whether uh, it, and if you can't see, it's not what you know most of the time. It's who, it's who you know. It really is. Um, and also being at the right place at the right time and meeting the right people. I had the right people along the way even when I worked for the state, who, who were able to look past the disability. And that's really what, well, and I know we got to come to an end, and I only would like to say one thing. I, 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 I would like to see a world in the future where if, if I want to go for a job interview, they look at me, not my eyes. I would like to see this for half <laughs> wow. any, any handicapped individual, whether you're, whether you're blind or whether you have a hard of hearing, because that's really what it's all about, is to get total acceptance. And I, I don't know if we'll ever see that in our society. But I'm hoping, and I, I, you can always hope, that maybe that would be the, what, what could happen, and that could be the good thing that could happen. Jeff, I have a question for you, and this actually happened to me today. We only have one elevator working. I was taking the stairs instead when I came down to the first floor from the 12th. The lady who works at the desk got really kicked off because of the fact that um, I took the stairs and that it's dangerous and I tried to tell her that about a blind guy in New York, Michael Hinkson, yes. who went on 82 floors with his guide dog and like she didn't care. How do you get people to understand blind people? I, I you know, I, yeah. there, will, there will always be a disconnect between sighted and blind people. I don't see that being as us versus them because many of the people who are sighted who I've met had, had never Thank met you. a blind person before. I just, I just, I don't, in other words, if, some, if someone said to me, would, would you like to move into a building with all blind people? I always say no. My sister no. and I debate this every single time we talk about the, my disability. I, I don't hate blind people, but I, want, I don't want, I don't want to be segregated into an area. With, well, they tried to do that at work when I worked for the state. They wanted to put all the blind people yeah, in the same unit. Find the rest right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, Bernie? I said, well, I, I went to the bureau director. I said, this is not right. And I, I went into it, and he agreed with me. And I, but that, but you know, you you just have to learn to survive, Mike. And I just, I can't answer the question for you because okay. I, I think so. You just have to do what you do, Mike. You do what you do, and yeah. uh, you live your life, and let people. It's you know, Sean, Sean is just one of the regular drunks at the bar. You know that kind of right. thing. Yeah, That's, yeah. You know, I mean, they that. mess with me just like they mess with everybody else. Like I said, right. you know, I mean, I you know they they have fun with it, and they just you know, like I said, it's it's not. Okay, they it. There are people are going to have questions. They're going to be ignorant, but it's like are they going to learn from that question? Right. Are they going to learn, and they're going to do it, or are they just going to keep doing the same thing? Oh no, I, I, I see. Don't see me I see it to this day in my apartment building, and they always say to me, "Oh, you're amazing because you can't see." I don't take it as an insult. 
I think it's a compliment. No. And I just, and I, we'd be saying the same thing if we met a blind person and we were sighted. We'd all say the same thing probably yeah. we didn't know. Uh, uh, Bernie, go ahead. You know, I know you wanted to say something. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I'm really interested in your time on the air. And I, when you, when you say you got hired, did they pay you at the station? No, well, we did get a, a menial salary at WJPZ because we were selling advertising as well. That, but it really didn't well, last. Cool. Okay. It didn't last. But I will tell you, I had to convince a program director who was working there because he felt that blind people couldn't do anything like board work and stuff like that. And he hated right. me. And he kept telling me that I would amount to nothing when I got out of college. Oh. And I heard that long every day that he was there working at, you know, at the station. Oh, I but, heard uh, but, a guy told me that one. And I said, to, and I, but, I, but rather than getting upset, Rather than challenging now him, dead. yeah. Well, and <laughs> rather than challenge, and, and the Way guy that was program director of the radio station never, never really did anything, anything anyway at that point. So, I, I think in reality things worked out the way they were. I don't. I'm not a religious person. I don't. I don't know if there's a God, Bernie, but somehow there was an intervention in my life that that got me where I am. So you you were on a radio station, was it? Uh, FM was it in the not commercial band? Was it no? It was an AM station that was operating at twelve hundred. Then we got on the cable, and we were WJPZ AM twelve hundred and channel sixteen on the cable. It is now a, a, a an FM non commercial FM station. But long before uh, after I left the station and all the people I worked with there, they don't recognize the people who worked there like me and Rich Merrill and Todd McLaren or Todd Parker who you've heard before on All Things Radio. They were they oh, they see all the other people who were more famous. Ann McDermott, who did news at uh, at CNN, was was worked with me as an engineer, and she worked as a radio announcer there. Carol Carol Mason, who worked at WNBC and worked at WYNY and worked in Chicago. Uh, I mean, but we really were the were the founders of the radio station that started it. It was it wasn't there was no WJPC before we all got there in 1975. But, but did you run your own board when you were on the air? I did. I ran my own board. Okay, I pulled, good. and we had the we had the rotation. We had pulled from the front, moved to the back, and yep. because that's how they all did it at that time. And we had carts. That's I was able to it. I was able to braille the carts up and do the log. But they liked when I did live yep. copy because I would I would add a lot of the live copy because I knew, I knew all the places and the restaurants because I, I used to eat at those places. So um, he still does. <laughs> I, I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long and way I, to go to Syracuse from Albany to eat. I'll tell you. But I can only thank the people who worked at WJPZ, the people I worked with: Mike Roberts, uh, Bill Bliley, Carol Klein, Rich Merrill, um, all the all Tom McLaren. All these people, they all accepted me, and they, they gave me... They, I was part of the group. Uh, there was no, we don't want you here because you can't see. A lot of times for blind people, that's not the case, Bernie. And I'm, that's why I'm hoping that in this world... I'm hoping that in this world, uh, this uh, uh, eventually, that, that, that what I'm trying to preach here will change. Very so good, question, Jeff. Okay, go ahead. Is, I have just, just a couple of and a question. You're experience in childhood reflects mine because I'm just a year behind it so I got my first FM radio in 64 now my father had one and uh, but yeah so my question is what were some songs you used to like to talk up oh uh, uh, the fun the fun was uh, was I, I tried doing it and it wasn't the songs that I like to talk up it was the songs I wish I could talk up Color My World by Chicago, and I the only oh, one yeah. I ever heard. I, uh, oh, yeah. The only one I, I ever heard talk that up all the way was uh, was Jack Armstrong. 
uh, uh, oh, he could he, do that. I bet. He yeah. could talk about uh, Diamond he Girl. Did five by, topics during that. Yeah, that's a Diamond long Girl intro. by Seals Across. Yeah. Not the album version, but the single version was single, easy yeah. talk up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there was certain uh, 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 any of the songs by the Spinners. Like One of a Kind Love Affair was easy to oh, talk sure, about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I didn't always talk them up just to talk them up. I would talk them up if I felt I had something good to say. To say, um, yeah, right. Well, uh, the, the, the challenging I part was... With, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Bernie. I, I worked with Bill Shirt, and he insisted talk them up. It didn't matter what song it was. Oh, my, my, by Ringo Starr. <laughs> a long intro. Uh, the Show Must Go On by Free Dog Night. A yeah. long intro. You had to talk it all the way up. And when uh. Shirt ran out of things to say, he would just say the call letters in rhythm of the, of the intro. <laughs> You know, was the most, you know what was the most challenging? I wanted to do this thing where we had a, bro, a, a promo that said, Rocking on in the spirit of Central New York, this is WJPZ. And I wanted to talk it up right to the intro, to the beginning of the to the intro of the song, where, where the, the, the vocal would start. And I would practice over and over and over, because I couldn't see the stop clock, over and over again. And Mike walked Never into me. Never And he walked into me and said to me, I don't know how the hell you just did that. <laughs> wow. The one that uh, can't be done, but everybody do used it. to do, everybody would try to do, set it up, was the uh, workout by Jackie Wilson. So they'd say, you know, and I'd walk down the street and they'd say, hey, you, you know, that's the one they'd like to do that way, you know. That you was know, always but I, funny. I always do that with what I like about you by the romantics. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was real good at talking up intros because Bill Shirk insisted on it. If you didn't well, do it, I, and you, you know what you work. do, what I the way I learned how to do it in college was I would listen to air checks of radio stations and saw, and saw how they did it on the Drake format and saw how they did it, how Dan Inger would do it at WABC or how Ron Lundy would do it, and I learned how to talk up stuff by listening. The, the big advice that um, that Brian Miller said to me, he was the program director, and he said, Jeff, you know, you can't see. You're going to have to learn it. And he said, listen to the other radio stations. Listen to how they do it. Learn by example, because that's how you teach that stuff. You can't learn You can't learn it any other way. Well, I know we got, we got to have, move on here, but it, I just want to say I, it's been a pleasure being interviewed for the uh, – Bill, Bill's done this before with me, and that was always enjoyable. But I, I, I really want to see more blind people become successful. I, really, I don't want to see the unemployment rate for blind people always at 75% or always whatever. And that's my hope. Thank you. Now, 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 Jeff, Jeff, when you talk, say you guys talked on audio tips, for those who don't know, what is audio tips? Audio tips was a computerized chat line, chat program that was involved. And we, then it became for the people was, was it was involved at that point. There were two of them. Used uh, your PC, yeah. Yeah, but when, when once we started doing the podcast thing, Bill and I were, really didn't do, because it all started as a live radio chat. And then we, we decided, decided to do a show. So... So it's something similar to what in today's world would be something Zoom. like a clubhouse or a Zoom or something right. like that. that. That's correct. The accessible world. Or whatever. We right. started out actually on accessible world and we didn't like something they did and Jeff and I left. We left. We were traded. We, we, we rebooted. <laughs> whatever the case may Bill, be. Bill, did they trade you for a player to be named later? Right. No, they put us on waivers. <laughs> no, yeah. we just gave your automatic release. We just walked. Back and then we could just walk, but yep. that was a lot of fun. Yep. The biggest criticism I used to get was you make 
BillSparks.org or whatever it was, Radio Lookup, too easy for blind people. Then I knew we were accessible. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> so that's the best thing you could ever tell me. And so, but we're going to bring back some memories right here, right now, Jeff. This brings them back for Bernie and I. And I know that, and I know you knew Jay Reynolds at WABC, but we oh, yeah. knew him here first at um, thirteen hundred WIF. And Bernie, maybe you can tell me who the news band is because he doesn't give his name when he does the news in this particular. And Jeff, show. before we start, since we're tying it in, it's going to be August seventh, nineteen sixty-eight. When exactly? I know it was summer sixty-eight. When exactly was your trip across the country? Uh, that was uh, in the July through August. Uh, essentially, it was eight weeks. So uh, we. Uh, oh, this is right in the middle of, the, of your trip. So these that, are the uh, songs that you were listening to as you went that, across the country. That is correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here we go. This week, we're taking the virtual time machine back to August 8th, 1968, and we're going to listen to a radio announcer who, after leaving Indianapolis, Indiana, moved to New York City and did the all-night show of radio station WABC-AM between 1970 and 1976. His name is Jay Reynolds, and he's doing afternoons at radio station WIFE-AM, which was a killer top 40 radio station. So without further ado, why not sit back and enjoy radio station WIFE-AM and their afternoon radio announcer, Jay Reynolds, on this week's edition of All Things Radio. P.O.P. Mr. Eisenhower is in the medical center recovering from a sixth heart attack. Doctors say they are, they are pleased with his progress. Cape Kennedy. The space agency has named astronaut James Lovell to the Apollo crew, replacing Mike Collins, who was inactivated last month by spinal surgery. The third manned Apollo flight is scheduled early next year. Last week's winner of $13 for the best used hip phone, the 637-7511, was Lawrence McDaniel of 8901 Dew Drive, Indianapolis. Just ahead of much more music with good guy Jay Reynolds, cloudy, hot, and humid with a chance of thunder showers this afternoon through tomorrow. The high this afternoon, 93, low tonight, 72, and the high tomorrow, 93. At WRUP Street Level, of 86 degrees, one degree above normal. This edition of Total Information News has been a broadcast service of the Indianapolis Water Company. This is WRUP serving the great Midwest from Indianapolis. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jay Reynolds Show on your much more music station. Good afternoon, Jay Reynolds with you on Lucky 13 Radio. Uh, it's right now at three minutes past five o'clock. Traffic moving along fairly well around the city. We'll check the entire scene for you in just about a minute. Heat pounding down on you, hmm? And your old bus is on its last leg. Well, get moving. It's 68 close-out time at Otto's Jim Nankerville Chevrolet. You can beat the heat in a 68 Impella Sport Coupe with factory air conditioning. Honest Jim price at just $26.95. 68 Chevy Impella Custom Coupes are just $49 more. These aren't stripped-down bombs included in that $26.95 price is a V8 engine, automatic transmission, power steering, radio, heater, windshield washers, and factory air conditioning. All this in a 68 Impella Sport Coupe. Nankerville closeout price is just $26.95. Are you going to be one of the 600 who gets a fantastic deal on a 68 Chevy from Nankerville? Mm. It's closeout time at Honest Jim Nankerville, the poor man's friend. 3800 South US 31. Get moving now. 
Johnson saw the Younger Brothers go by the window of the world just a couple of minutes ago. Hi, fellas. Welcome back to town. We're going to be working with them out at the uh, Young America Fair on the August, uh, Monday, August the 26th. Date, as all the good guys and all your friends will see you at the Young America Fair. Be there. Now, let's get our boys. There is quite a bit of congestion for no apparent reason in the vicinity of the State Fairgrounds. 38 is backing up in both directions, and Fall Creek Parkway is backing up in the northbound lane. Also, 16th Street is experiencing a great deal of congestion in the vicinity of the ballpark. Traffic is really tied up, so I would recommend that you use 10th Street as an alternate. This is Scotty Wright, 13 clear. It's homecoming time! kind of homecoming. The Beach Boys are coming back to Indianapolis. That's the homecoming. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around. The Beach Boys are closed all along with the box tops, the Pickle Brothers comedy team, and the soul sounds of Johnny Holiday and the Exciters. Get your tickets now. Tickets are priced at two, three, and four, and five dollars, and are available at the Claypool Ticket Agency. More summer fun from the fun-loving good guys. 1965 Souvenir Sound, a Lucky 13 radio. Remember this one by Jerry and the Pacemaker. Very across the mercy. It's five past five. 65 Souvenir, very across the mercy. Tonight's low at 72 degrees. The high for tomorrow, 86. Baseball cool of the day this afternoon, anyway. All the games are under the lights tonight. Minnesota at Baltimore, Oakland at New York. California at Washington. Cleveland at Detroit and Boston takes on Chicago. All those are single games. Over in the National League, everything is a single activity. Chicago at Atlanta. Pittsburgh at Houston. Cincinnati at St. Louis. And Philadelphia at Los Angeles. Want to avoid hundreds of calories a week? Switch to Diet Right Cola with less than one calorie. It's America's number one. You ought to try it. What have you got? Chicago with rain showers, also Fort Wayne with uh, thunder showers right now. There was uh, earlier a tornado watch uh, alert out for the northern part of the state, but that has just been lifted. News about Associate Service Club is coming in a big blue envelope to motorists in this area. You may have already received information on this unique service club, a combination motor, travel, and money-saving club all in one. Compare your present auto or motor club with the benefits offered by Associate Service Club. You'll see why you get more for your money with this new club. You can even save the cost of your year's membership by taking advantage of just one of the benefits. The attractive 20% discount on car rentals, for instance. Or the discount on a new car purchase, up to 15%. There are more than a dozen benefits, including reimbursement for road and tow service and full-time accidental death benefit. Associate Service Club is a subsidiary of Associates Investment Company, one of America's largest financial institutions, with more than 800 offices coast to coast. Join Associate Service Club. 
It's like having your best friend in your wallet. Traffic condition yellow. We received a report that a street is caved in at the intersection of Shelby and Southern. Motorists using this route should avoid it now. The street is caved in at Shelby and Southern. Traffic on Lafayette Road near Southern Plaza, uh, south of 30th, is rather moderately heavy at this hour. Use caution in this area. That's Lafayette Road in the 3000 block. This is Walt Manitou, please. heating bills last year? By acting now, you can prevent a repetition this coming heating season. And with inflation growing, it makes good sense to convert to modern gas heat to reduce your cost of living. Thrifty gas heat can save you hundreds of dollars over the life of your home mortgage. Modern gas is dependable, too. Your supply is never threatened by bad weather because it's piped to your home. And there's no fuel that's cleaner than modern gas. It burns without smoke or odor. Your home stays spotless. And best of all, with a modern gas forced air heating system, you're halfway to central air conditioning and a total comfort home. You see, gas air conditioning uses the same ductwork and furnace blower. So act now. Call any member of the Gas Institute of Marion County. You'll find members listed under heating equipment and systems in your yellow pages. 86 degrees, one above normal, with thunder showers through tomorrow as the forecast tonight's low at 72. Around the state, in Louisville, it's 92, partly cloudy this afternoon. Uh, raining in 74 in Chicago, and also uh, raining in 76 up around Fort Wayne. This weather brought to you by the Gas Institute of Marion County. Over 100 member firms offering the best in gas equipment, sales, and service. 15 minutes past 5 o'clock, traffic picking up around the city. Barbara Kimray on East 11th Street, and also Mike Driggers on Cottonwood in the 7800 block. A couple of past winners today in the WIFE. Rear window sweepstakes winners of 10 gallons of gasoline each. Hey, look, Bill! There's another aeroplane! You know, that's the third one we've seen here in Boston this week. Not so long ago, it was amazing to have anything in the air but clouds. Today, there's a lot in the air. An increasing amount of pollution from homes, cars, and factories. Can anything be done? General Motors thinks so, if you'll help. Today, GM equips its new cars with air pollution control systems that reduce the pollution level two-thirds lower than 20 years ago. Just one thing, you have to keep these systems properly maintained. 
All it takes is regular emission control service by Guardian Maintenance Experts. This service will give you better performance, too. For new cars and older ones, see your Chevrolet, Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Buick, Cadillac, or GMC truck dealer. Let's do all we can, and we'll all breathe a lot easier. Jay Riddle Show. Good afternoon to you. It's a Thursday afternoon. Parker State. Hey, just uh, one more week and one more day and the Beach Boys will be in town. A Priority Theater's presentation. A big-time crime syndicate thinks Dick Van Dyke is a killer. That's impossible. But he couldn't harm a hoodlum. And he's still been knocking them dead in Walt Disney's Never a Dull Moment. The uproarious motion picture in which Dick Van Dyke portrays an actor mistaken for a hired gunman. I'll admit when I kill somebody, I, even I don't know what happened. So the life he saves is his own when he makes everyone else die laughing. <laughs> all the underworld is a stage where every danger takes a turn for laughs. And all the players are confused crooks. They're having such a wonderful crime, it's a shame to call the police. See Dick Van Dyke, Edward G. Robinson, Dorothy Provine, and Joanna Moore in Walt Disney's Never a Dull Moment. See Never a Dull Moment at the Lafayette Road, Shadeland South 31 National Outdoor Theaters, also Regency 2 Indoor Theater, and Versity showing is tonight through Tuesday. Matinees indoors tomorrow and Sunday. It's 20 past 5. The leading pitcher of the Boston Red Sox this season, Dick Ellsworth, is in a Chicago hospital with the mumps. Manager Dick Williams estimates the veteran left-hander will be lost to the club for 10 days to 3 weeks. Ellsworth record for the season, 11 victories against 6 defeats. Pro basketball star Lynn Wilkins says he will not sign with the new Atlanta Hawks unless the club offers him more money. Wilkins was the top playmaker last season when the team played out of St. Louis. WRGV scores all the way. Marvin A. Capri Station Wagon, Philip R. Impala Convertible, Donald Y. Impala Custom Coupe, John W. Corvair Sport Coupe, Linda F. Chevy 2 Nova Sedan, Kenneth G. Biscayne Four-Door Sedan. You know, more people buy Chevrolets from Bill Coon Chevrolet than from any other dealer in Indiana. There must be a reason. It could be the people, people such as Dan Young, president, who's become famous throughout the Midwest for giving the customer more than they expected. In fact, all the other dealers call him Big Bad Dan. More people buy Chevrolets from Bill Coon Chevrolet than from any other dealer in Indiana. There must be a reason. It could be the service. Service so outstanding, it's won national awards for excellence. Yes, more people buy Chevrolets from Bill Coon Chevrolet than from any other dealer in Indiana. There must be a reason. Discover the reason for yourself. Bill Coon Chevrolet, 1045 East 63rd Street. Edward Q. Chevelle Wagon, Dan S. Impala four-door sedan. 1963 was a souvenir. Of the that was certainly from an era when uh, Jan and Dean had a few things going for them. Better than now, anyway. Honolulu, 63 souvenir. It's 86 degrees. It'll be dropping down a little of about uh, 72 this evening. Has them 
better way to please that big summertime appetite than with a delicious Big Chef sandwich from Burger Chef. Two lean, juicy hamburgers topped with delicious melted cheese and a special secret recipe sauce. Try a Big Chef today. There's a Burger Chef right around the corner from you. Hey, let's all go to Burger Chef. Five minutes past five o'clock of the Jay Reynolds Show. We were talking to Scotty Ryan in the spirit of Indianapolis just a couple of minutes ago, and he spotted a rainstorm about uh, five miles uh, north of the Eagle Creek Reservoir, which is over on the northwest uh, section of the city. For ye that don't know your way around, in the northwest section of the city, five miles uh, north of the Eagle Creek Reservoir, moving this way, so you might want to get the old umbrella handy. The station with the quarter round news and the Beach Boys and Park Stops, August 16th, too. WRUV banner lines, a broadcast service of the five locations of Mr. Clark's appliances. Patrolmen, detectives, and units of the K9 remain on the scene this evening at 3100 Lafayette Road, where a man armed with a rifle has been firing on the Paul Harvey body shop and the patrolman called to investigate. Apparently, the man has escaped a police dragnet. However, patrolmen remain on the roof of the building armed with high-powered rifles in case he's still in the area. Traffic condition remains red at Southern and Shelby, where a water main is broken, sending water gushing into the intersection. Police are standing by directing traffic. That Southern and Shelby traffic red. Gun battles have broken out in the embattled Liberty City section of Miami, a predominantly Negro district six miles from the Miami Beach side of the Republican National Convention. Police have sent an armored truck through the street, filling them with tear gas, and police in the area have issued a repeated call for more tear gas and more ammunition. Well, there you go. Jay Reynolds handling afternoon drive at radio station WIFE AM in Indianapolis, Indiana on August 8th, 1968. After leaving WIFE AM, Jay Reynolds moved to New York City and worked at radio station WABC AM doing the all-night show from 1970 to 1976. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program or if there are any air checks that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Great one. Brought back a lot of if, great if memories. If you liked commercials, that was the yeah. that, Remember I told you about roadblocks? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the roadblock. Yeah, it was. I'd like to know who that, new, who that newsman was, if anyone knows, because that, that, that voice was definitely distinctive, but uh, I guess no yeah. one does. I can't believe he didn't say his name at all. No, yeah. I, he, he didn't, and that was not it. I, I have it scoped, and I have it unscoped, so I have both versions. And oh, it, yeah. yeah. And so, Bernie, what was the competition? I'm the I mean, mysterious I, newsman. <laughs> I would think that anybody that played, I would, I was, it wasn't totally counting, but in about half, in a half an hour or so that we heard, I think he played like five songs and had the rest of the. Oh, it, it, you know what? I got to say, I did not like the radio station. I did not like Jay Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought he sounded anything but natural. You know, everything yeah, he did. But then, in 1968, would you would you have been listening to WNDE then? There was no, that was not yet. Um, they weren't. No. I would have been listening to WNAP on the FM. Okay. Okay. There you go. If I didn't have, if I didn't have an FM radio, I would have been listening to uh, WLS. Uh, okay. Or something. What? Yeah. Anything but WIFE. Not yeah, WIBC that, that even. Yeah. 
The other thing, they were firing on the Paul Harvey Auto Shop. I, I think that's really sad. You know, the poor guy yeah. trying to do this. Uh, that was his night job, you know, doing the body but, but shop. Was, <laughs> but I was, what was interesting is that they had two traffic reporters at the time when they were there. Yeah, that, that was interesting. They had two, not one, but two. Um, Scotty Ride, and I've got the name of the other person. That was pretty interesting. You don't, you don't, you but didn't. But the see one Pat that sounded like he really sounded like a traffic reporter. The one you could hardly understand. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. <laughs> I remember when Phil Hendry did a great traffic takeoff, and uh, he was just. So oh. <laughs> oh, we missed. That guy reminded me of the uh, the one in Chaos. You know, <laughs> when the guy was doing the traffic. Oh, by, by Ross and Ar by Ross and Arbogast. Yes, yeah, Arbogast and great. Ross. <laughs> but I, I will tell you, yeah, Bernie, I, uh, it wasn't my favorite radio station. However, I, I, next week I want to show how he uh, sounds at WABC in New York. It's kind of a two-part thing. So, so that's yeah. And the thing about when he went to New York, he he got finally he got annoyed because he wanted to move into WLS. And unfortunately, and, uh, he got fired from WAB, but not because he did anything wrong. It was just, you know, it was a new program director coming in, and he wanted to make changes, and he just didn't feel that Jay Reynolds fit the format. But everyone I know who worked at WABC, my guy, my buddy Les Marsha, everyone said he was a very, at least to them. I, I can't tell you about what he was like to other people, but he was a very nice person. So that's what everybody in Indianapolis said about him too. I I never met him, but everybody. I mean, because he came back and worked on uh, WIFE uh, right around the time Jack Armstrong was here. Um, I guess that would have been like '78 or '79, somewhere in there. And uh, he came back for a while, but uh, yeah, I, I just never cared for his style at all. And so many commercials. Wow. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember I, I told the most we've ever had on an air check. Of, you remember yeah, I told you that they called the, a stop set? This, that, those were roadblocks. <laughs> hey, I want to ask well, you a question, Bernie. And all, uh, all they were doing, all they were really doing is capitalizing on the fact that they, they had, they were number one. They, they had a ridiculous uh, number of listeners. You know, I know, especially in the afternoon. I want to change the subject just for a minute, and and because I know we're, we're we can run a little bit longer. Tim's not going to start till eight o'clock, but I want to know the station I'm I'm talking about the my next feature station. I was talking with Chris about it, and I was hoping that Chris and I could have a super debate about it. But I, I think uh -huh. we pretty much agree. Uh, the second station you're going to hear in this feature is One Hit Wonder Radio, and they called O and E One Hit Wonder O and E One Hit Wonder Radio. And some of the one hits they play, I mean, there's there are songs I really thought they were pretty cool, like Tracy's mom has something going on. I mean, that's not, Sean, we talked about that Stacey's earlier. Stacy's mom, Stacy's mom, Stacy's yeah. mom, Stacy's mom. mom. Yeah. And and some of the one hits they play, uh, you know, they were one hits, but but maybe I didn't hear of them, but but I've heard of some, a lot of them I've heard. But even in the '60s, the Kale uh, or the '50s, the Kalen Twins, "When Will You Be Mine," or, or uh, the one by. Uh, what were we talking about? The guy that did uh, Hugh Sakamoto. What was it, uh, Chris? You know what I'm talking about. Or Mother-in-Law by uh, Ernie Kao. Yes, he did have right. another hit, but it yeah. really didn't go anywhere. Right. It was, uh, or you know, or even even songs like uh, um, the, the Bells and Stay a While. They did have another song. Oh, wow. No, the they, didn't. They, they didn't. No. They did, but it wasn't played anywhere. In Syracuse, no. it was played on WRLF, and it didn't go anywhere. So that right. was the only big well, hit that they... the thing about one hit wonders and, and we we do sometimes one hit wonder weekends and obviously the people who put it together don't necessarily know music very well because right. some of the artists have had second hits and they weren't just like in the bottom half of a top 100 they right. they actually came through a little bit and I guess you have to define your terms 
Yeah. When you're talking about one hit wonder. Well, I, I think I, the I, standard I, term is that if it made the top four, if a second, like Jimmy Loves Marianne is one we talked about earlier. And, you know, obviously Brandy sure. was up at the top. And Jimmy Loves Marianne, I'm sure, made the top 40, so they wouldn't be a one hit wonder mm-hmm. in the standard definition, I don't think. I think right. the way the way XM defines it is, is or Sirius XM defines it is one major hit, and that 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 makes it a little bit more broad. But again, that's, that's what is a major hit. Well, yeah. again, yeah. it's in, the eyes and the interp the uh, the eyes and the beholder of what what you think might be a major hit or what might not be a major hit. You know, I mean, you know that that's the problem with that kind of format. But I wanted to well, here's the good. The the funny thing about it is like. A lot of these people will say that the McCoys had one hit with Hang On Floofy. Oh, that's ridiculous. I have their more. Oh, CD. <laughs> it's like, like, no, they had more than that. No, they at least had a lot more. Yeah. Like Rupert Holmes. Everybody thinks it's one of those. Pina- I liked it. Nobody well, yeah, he, the Pina Colada song was not his only hit. He had, my favorite no, no, him. My yeah, favorite, him. Him, uh, my favorite song of, of, of his was him. What we, what's, what we going yeah, to yeah, do? Yeah. What was she going to do right. without him? Oh, yeah. What are we going to do about him? Yeah, that was a good uh, No, there's a lot of, like like Bernie said. He also, or, or he also had an answering machine, too. Remember That's that? That's right. That was yeah, good, too. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with who's putting it together and what they know about music. And mm-hmm. they, oh, right. oh, yeah, Pina Colada. And that's all they know, and they don't even look anything yeah. up. The the mark of an uneducated person is not knowing that you should look things up once in a while, find out what's going, what you're talking about. The other one here, thing I heard on that channel, I didn't record it on this particular piece that I recorded. It was because uh, I listened to it. I, I wanted to listen to the channel for a full afternoon to see what they were doing before I, before I, I produced the segment. Like uh, Buffalo Gal by Nina Cherry, for example. That's the only thing that she had that was that that was Buffalo in. Stance. Buffalo Stance. Oh, that was the only thing she did. And her brother, yeah. oh, Eagle Eye Cherry, saved was it Save Tonight or whatever Save that Tonight. Saved Tonight. Yeah, Save that's Tonight. A, that's another one that that yeah. was uh, that was a, a one hit wonder or or um. Well, someone said to me, "What about the Tams? What kind of fool do you think I am?" But that was not their only hit. They they had nope. um, no. "Hey Girl, Don't Bother Me," and the and the third yeah, one was plus well, they had a large success. In the right. Carolina I mean, so Beach again, it's all community. it's all in the mind of the beholder. Like yeah. Freddie Scott did a song called "Hey Girl." Now I know yep. in New York City because he was from the city. They played other minor hits of his from the soul stations, but that was their most significant hit. So we're really taking up uh, uh, time here. So, but I wanted to get you guys talking it. about it because uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's yeah and it's. It, and and that's the thing. You can sit there and say, you know, this is ridiculous. And then you sit there. And any one-hit wonder special, uh, you know, uh, different people will sit around. My friend Judy and I will do it and say, yeah, but there was, like you just did, hey, the girl don't bother me and stuff. Songs that we know probably made the top 40. We, we can't prove it, but we know we heard them enough to, to have made the top 40. So we're, like, quibble with that all the time. It's fun, actually. Before we go sure to the feature, Frank, before we go to the feature, though, Bill, let's... We got uh, Walter. Walter, come on in real quick. <laughs> okay. Well, he knows about one hit wonder. He's not a one hit wonder. He's here every week. Let him talk. Come on. He knows about him. Yes, I do. Uh, but uh, what I was going to ask oh, is um, uh, is wife still around? No. No, they're not. They signed off in the mid 80s. and But they are the. the WTLC is their call letters today at AM thirteen ten the light. Oh, so it's a religious station. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Urban well, at the end of when they found, signed off, they should have said, and you're now your wife is leaving you and just gone. <laughs> yeah. <But> they probably <laughs> they lost their license, I think. Did they? They, yes, not did. On, on FM they did, but the not FM on AM. They went off for a few days and then signed on as WMLF, a music of your life station. Oh, okay. Well, there was a time, though, when the FM totally went off the air. Yes, that's uh, true. And it was off for quite a long time. Quite a long Quite time. Yeah. And then yeah. WTPI came on and took their place. Yes, in 84. Yes. I do remember that quite well. And before yeah. wife went off, they were CB 108. <laughs> <When that's, laughs> okay. That was a great radio station that lasted for three months. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one quite well. There's some Indian, there's some radio history there. CB 108. I remember. Yeah, Red Porter was on there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. That was that a station. Reason. That was bad, bad, bad. Hey, yeah. good buddy, play that every mo- Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's kind of funny to think about some of the worst radio stations you've ever heard and wonder why somebody ever thought they would be a good idea. Well, oh, that, wow. that's a good example right there. Yeah, they didn't sign off. They dropped the format shortly before they signed off for good. Um, and sometime we'll have to go into why they lost their license. But that was quite a struggle to get WTPI back on. And I thought, boy, that station shows a lot of promise when it first came on. You know, when they signed back on after WIFE went off. I thought that's going to be a great... You remember that station, Bernie? Absolutely. Yeah, didn't and you think they had some promise at first? Well, I guess. Uh, they, they were okay. <laughs> they were okay. <laughs> they were okay. I mean, they were competing with us. Well, yeah. Oh, Bell then. <laughs> oh, they, they, they weren't any good at all. They were horrible. Yeah, I know. I never even heard of them. Yeah. I know they were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Get on sporadic E. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I guess it's time we. I guess time to go. Oh, I can get my. I get. I I can break my coffee rule. I can have my fourth cup of coffee if I really want to. It's about time. Yeah. You have broken that rule many a time. So we will. I think there might be a one-hit wonder in in the uh, countdown tonight, though. Story with uh, you know Louis brother Louis. That might be. Yeah, that is a one-hit wonder. uh, Right. It is. I'm sure we'll get some one-hit wonders if Tim is on and going and everything's fine. So, all right. Thank you, panel. Thanks, everybody, for being so engaging. Great conversation. And here we go with One Hit Wonders. This week in my featured station segment, we have two radio stations. One, a satellite radio station, and the other, a radio station in Chicago, Illinois. In Chicago, Illinois, radio station WSHEFM changed its whole playlist. They're emphasizing music from the 90s and 2000s, and we're going to hear how this radio station sounds. Next, we're going to listen to a radio station that's heard on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It's One Hit Wonder Radio, and they play songs by artists who had one significant hit. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy these radio stations on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live.
the new 100.3. 50. She loves the 90s and 2000s. The Killers, yep, that's the song that matched up to Lisa's Lyric of the Day on our Facebook page at WSAG Chicago. Nice job guessing right out of the gate, Diana. Crystal, too. Is, has Tone Look ever tried Malort, though? This is the new 100.3. She loves the 90s and 2000s. There's a stranger in my bed. There's a pounding in my head. Do it all again. Stacy's mom listens to the new 100.3 because she loves the 90s and 2000s, too. Strumming my pain with his fingers. It's a 50-minute music marathon on the new 100.3. She loves the 90s and 2000s. I know you're inside, you're feeling so hollow. Yeah. The new 100.3. She loves the 90s and 2000s. you nearly a full hour of songs commercial free. It's why we call it the She Music Marathon. On the new 100.3, we don't like to repeat ourselves at work either. So, we don't. That's why it's called the 9 to 5 No Repeat Workday. Because she loves the 90s and 2000s. Wow, 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 wow. Music Marathon here on the new 100.3. She loves the 90s and 2000s. Not to worry. We'll keep the songs coming. Count on that. JT coming up in just a little bit. Madonna and also a song that could have you digging in the attic for those old harem pants you used to love. Kind of stinky, basically. Not the greatest day for weather, but tomorrow will be better. Lots of sunshine tomorrow. Today it's showers and turns on and off. It is 79. Weather is brought to you by Indeed.com. Indeed, their all-in-one solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit.
Son, you're gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Baby, set me free. XM Wonderland. S Club 7 never had a dream come true. S Club 7 never had a dream come true. I remember watching uh, S Club 7. They had a TV show and it was all of them just hanging out. It was called S Club Party and I loved it. <laughs> channel.
king. Wonderland, the one-hit wonder channel. place in our hearts and that's the song we play on Sirius XM Wonderland Alfonso Ribeiro on Wonderland. Hey, I'm Alfonso Ribeiro, and my favorite one-hit wonder is Informer by Snow. You remember the song? Informer, you know she daddy snow me on the blam. I lick it boom boom down. Well, there you go. One-hit wonder radio from Sirius XM, and we also heard radio station WSHGFM with their 90s through 2000s format. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett.